everybody, it's Johnny Mo. How are you? I want to introduce you to the Real Estate Chronicles. Welcome. I'm here with my cohort, Lee Moretis, and we're talking about stuff that really happens in our industry, but nobody wants to talk about. It's the funny stuff. We are not serious. If we offend you, don't follow us. It's okay with me. Anyways, Lee, welcome. What's up, my man? Just trying to stay out of trouble today. It, uh, I already said, how many ums did I say? Already. I like 67. <laughs> uh, see, I did it again. Let's, let's, start, let's start over again because I really don't want to do any ums today. Okay, I'm going to leave that in, but go ahead. Try to start over. Um, um, are we like uh, meditating? How about, you do some, how about you do some jazz hands too? Um. Well, I woke up today and you know when you know you – well, you don't because you don't have much hair. But I woke up today and wow. I just, my hair was so long, I felt like big boy. It was just like, it was just out of control. So I definitely need uh, to call my stylist and go in this afternoon and get, get a little trim. Yeah, you, do. you should do that one where they have the fire and stuff going on. I can see that happening. I saw that on, on Facebook or on Instagram. Mm. That's crazy. I can see I can see you doing this. Hey, man, this episode ain't about me and you. This episode is about talking to other agents and brokers from around the comp country and hearing funny stories and or scary stories and stories that they heard of. And you know who we have today, Lee? Uh, I don't. Why we have a friend of mine who's down in Port Charlotte, Punta Gorda area. What else is down there? I don't know. A whole bunch of stuff. They have frackish water, she taught me. I didn't even know what that was. I had to look it up. But anyways, my good friend, Kari Wilbanks. Yeah. Welcome, Kari. Hey. How are hey. you? Hey. How are you? Really good. Good, good, good. And yeah, you taught me what frackish water was. <laughs> and for you all that don't know, frackish water is salt water and fresh water coming together. It's actually brackish with a B. Brackish, frackish, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm from New England. We mispronounce words. <laughs> Yeah, fracking is something completely different where they like, you know, hack minerals like out of yeah. things or whatever, and it's bad for the ecosystem. Brackish water is actually fantastic. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> Anyways, man, how, where, Lee's up in Detroit. I'm in up just north of Boston. You're down there in sunny Florida. That's right. 70 degrees. We're cold. Before we go live, we're talking about paraffins, and I really need to get one. doesn't make me any less of a man. It feels beautiful and wonderful. But we started to talk a little bit about your story. We didn't go too deep into it, just a little brush. So give us, give us something funny. Give us, give us or something crazy or something. And warning sign for everybody, I love Kari's sense of humor. It is sarcastic and brilliant so listen along and if you get lost hit rewind and listen to it again now it's on you a little bit of backstory and full disclosure my name is carrie woolbanks i am the broker princess and um i became the broker just because one i knew that i could do it better than my broker two i knew that i would have a lot more fun than my broker and three I've got really high heels that I like to shove up people's asses when they make me mad. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm actually going to read you an email that I sent. This is a new set, new section of the show. It's called bedtime stories with Carrie. <laughs> um, and this is one of the things I waited for so long 
so, so long to be able to speak my mind because only I can fire me. And to be entirely honest, I fire me every freaking week, but I rehire me again because I can't live without myself. So a little bit of the backstory. Um, this is actually an email from April 25th, 2008. The backstory is we had the worst lender and I've had, I've had some pretty bad lenders before, but this was the worst lender that I think has ever existed in the history of possibly ever done. And it was one of my agents. We're going to call my agent Kevin. And Kevin flagged me into a contract. We'd been waiting, he'd been waiting for about a week to get, of all things, a freaking approval letter. Kept promising, promising, oh, everything looks good. We're good to go. Go ahead, write the offer. I'll get everything together. Long story short, he flags me in after about a week because he couldn't get a hold of the guy, um, couldn't order title or anything like that. Um, he flags me in on April 16th. And long story short, like I, I legitimately, I mean, I almost showed up at this guy's front door. It was pretty bad, but I decided that's not really good because getting arrested is not a thing I'd like to do. So after ample phone calls, voice messages, texts, all of which went unanswered, this is the email that he woke up to in his inbox one morning. We're, what's a good name? Is there a name of somebody that we don't like? Because I need to rename this guy. Uh, how about douchebag? Okay, we're going to call him douchebag. All right. Douchebag. I would like to attach an application to Burger King or Winn-Dixie. However, both businesses are only as strong as their weakest link. And I like to have my orders filled in a timely manner. In case you didn't get that joke, I'm not saying that you'd fail, although that's completely debatable, to successfully take an order for a number six with sweet tea or put groceries in the bags, but you'd probably be fired because employees actually have to show up to work every day, which you can't seem to do. It boggles my mind as to what could be so difficult for a person in your position to return or answer ample correspondence from not only the client, Agent Kevin, the title company, and myself by a phone call, text message, email, smoke signal, or carrier pigeon within a reasonable amount of time. Are you even in business if you don't want to work? If you choose the field, I'm sorry, um, if you chose the field for sweet, sweet paychecks, failure is your only option. If you attain their dreams, I'm here to tell you that you're doing it completely wrong but we're on the same team and it's a great day to start over. When we first spoke, you assured me that Kevin needed to calm down and that everything was handled. The lack of a properly ordered appraisal and thus the lack of a loan approval determined that was a lie. It's in the same breath you assured me that you would respond all to my email right after, which was also a lie. I turned you loose because I gave you the benefit of the doubt and shame on me. <laughs> you can't be anybody's favorite lender because he has that, that tag at the end of his little emails or whatever. You can't be anybody's favorite lender if you're hiding under your desk. And what is sad and downright pathetic is the only person you're harming is the client who kept giving you the benefit of the doubt. Business advice that will change your life. It would take you less time to send an email saying, I'm waiting on X, I haven't heard back, so I will follow up again, than it would have to block Kevin's and my phone numbers. Boom, we get it. It's a game of hurry up and wait, but rather than blow out a match 
and work with us, the entire town has to, proverbial, has to proverbially be ablaze before you pretend to care. I'm sick to death of lies. It hurts me to suggest other lenders when he had so much faith in you, but instead you waste our time as well as your own. I'd love to know how you can sleep at night knowing the damage that you're doing to the innocent public by pretending that everything is okay while you're not doing your job. Only to have the power to change, only you have the power to change anyone's mind, but with your 97% success rate of failure to this file, I'm less than optimistic. Broker to broker, I'm very offended by your performance. Make it a great day. Man, that is fire right there. I tell you what, you know what you need to do after we hang out? I need you to email devin.nunez at us.congress.gov because you need to work for Devin Nunez. That is fantastic. That was awesome. I mean, I couldn't write something like that. And that that is, I always say that I'm going to write a book one day called The Eloquent Asshole. Okay. How to be a nice asshole. And that is perfect example of that. And yeah, man, that happens. I've had lenders like that in the past too. And they're like, if I have nothing to communicate, then I'm not going to communicate. Really, man, your job, your, your whole basis of your job is communication. Ain't that hard? What was the response to that? Was there anything at all? Oh, absolutely. The next day, once he crawled out of his hole, he sent, um, he sent us an email that said, Regret regrettably, your loan is denied. The combination of higher than normal to taxes and flood insurance pushed this out of your allowable cost. That huh. should have been handled like before an offer was ever submitted. Isn't that like step one, two, maybe three? Yeah, yeah that's like, that's real, I mean, that's um, lender kindergarten, I'm just saying. And the only issue that we had was this particular customer really wanted to use this guy because he was a friend of a friend of his and they spoke really highly of him. So that was the only reason that he didn't switch over to a house broker. Mm. Now, to make things even more interesting, we did find out that part of the reason this guy had such a gap in communication was that he was actually arrested. And oh. sat in the county jail for about three days. So Yeah, they don't give you email. Nowhere. <laughs> uh. Uh, you That's know what he was crazy. arrested for? Um, I believe it was like public intoxication or something. Like oh, that. God. I hope he was peeing in a tree somewhere on the main street or something. Was, was he arrested weird. after he got your email? Because did he go right to the bar and start drinking after? It was, it was somewhere around, like, I think it was within the first week or what have you that my agent, who I'm anonymizing as Kevin, um, was having difficulty getting up through to him. But, I mean, it was one of those things. I'd call from the office phone and he'd pick up and I'd be like, hey, we need this. And he'd be like, oh, I'm working on it, I'm working on it. And you'll definitely have something. And I'm thinking to myself, my, my girl, you know, my, my favorite lenders, they can do this in less than like 10 minutes. Hmm. You know, less than 10 minutes. And this is 2018 we're talking about. Hmm. That's crazy stuff. Did the, did the deal eventually close? Mm, actually, even more weirder. Um, because keep in mind, by that point in time, um, we done everything that we could to extend the files and actually able to break out of it before, um, under the premise that there was a five foot encroachment. Like the house itself was actually encroaching 
five foot over the other property. Hmm. And so we were able to get out. Um, we just, you know, we decided to call a spade a spade right then and there. And I think we were able to get him something else. Um, again, that wasn't my customer. It was somebody else's in-house. So. Eh. <laughs> Lee, let me ask you, if you got that email, would you know whether to be offended or think it was humorous? Because I wouldn't know whether to laugh or say, what the, f did I just read? <laughs> it was, it's, it's opening up like a hornet's nest. You don't know how to respond to something like that. Yeah, I I, th I think it's putting Carrie right out there saying, don't mess with me because, you know, I'll smile as I'm poking your eyes out, taking that high heel, putting it up your crumb. <laughs> uh, no lubrication, honey. No lubrication. <laughs> right? That's the thing. I was really looking for some kind of, like, angsty response, some kind of reason to show up at his doorstep and be like, can you say this to my face pretty please? Because that would be really fun. Yeah. Uh, hot's racing, adrenaline going through your body, shaking just a little bit. <laughs> have you run into that have you have you run into that agent again um that lender never that lender are they still in business <laughs> i have no idea but i'm gonna assume that's a no-go yeah <laughs> the sad thing is he was actually a mortgage broker but the thing is at the end of the day i am batshit passionate about customer service you know mm -hmm. because the thing is when one person starts to like you know lag the process ultimately suffers. It makes everybody else bad. 100%. 100%. I mean, and nothing pisses me off more. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I've been down so many scenarios, as we all have. And when you know something's going to miss, and you're trying to get a hold of them, and as a week is going by saying, oh, we just need a little bit more time. Well, what's the issue? Oh, I can't tell you. Man, I had one like three years ago. I was a listing agent. I'm like, what's taking so long? What's taking so long? Come to find out a person had filed bankruptcy, which whatever. I don't, uh, it's not the point. I don't care. Um, but as a LO, you should know that the two years starts from discharge date. I mean, that's a pretty important part to know. Exactly. And there, it was three months between file date and discharge date. They went by the file date. And then he came, oh, well, we'll be able to close the loan if your, your people wait two months. No. <laughs> I had three offers on the property. Put it back on the market and get 10 grand more. Um, this is just something that these LOs need to know. But back, how long, what, what year was this, Kyrie, that this happened? This was 2018. So okay. this is barely a year and a half old. So they should know better because when the whole market crashed and they put in those regulations where – LOs needed to be licensed and everything. Prior to that, it was just on the mortgage broker. They could just vouch for them. And you could have somebody that just got out of prison for mortgage fraud or, or, or ID theft or whatever. And as long as they said, I'm going to vouch for the person, they had access to all your stuff. Now you at least have to get the credits in the class and you have to have the, uh, the background check and the credit check and all that other stuff to, to match up to certain minimums. But in 2018, yeah, we don't expect that anymore. Right, absolutely. And to top it all off, this gentleman was a broker. Hmm. And yeah, there's that, no, no that, excuse for that. No, none whatsoever. And how many loan officers did he have at his company? Probably not very many. I mean, he couldn't even <laughs> just do, him. He, yeah, he couldn't even do the pre-approval right. Wow, that's crazy. And it's actually not that hard of a job. Yeah. There's like four or five pieces of crucial information that you need that tells the whole story. Right. 
No, yeah. and the thing was, I believe he he had to have granted the pre-qual letter because we require that with all offers. But I mean, it's like that's only as good as what people tell you, and that one's really easy to produce, anyways. Well, let me ask you that. You just said pre-qual, so there is a big debate about there, but between pre-qual and pre-approval, right? So, you know, there's lenders in the past that I've dealt with said, "Oh, here's a pre-qual." Well, did you validate any information? No, I just took a phone app. Well, I came to find out that a phone app just meant whatever the person told you. So you never validated that the person made 80000 a year. You never validated that he doesn't have child support. Oh, you forgot about child support and alimony? Because hmm. that does come into play, right? Oh, Mingya. Yeah, they, they, listen, uh, there's great LOs out there, and there's crappy ones out there. Same with agents. There's a bunch. Um, there's a few good ones and there's a bunch of crappy ones, right? And that's just the way it is. We're dealing with people's biggest assets of their life. The average person, the average person's biggest asset of their life, or in some cases, liability depends on how we want to look at it. And we just let these people pass a test and go do it. It's absolutely crazy with, with not a whole lot of oversight. And that's why we need to get you into Congress because we need people like you to protect the little person, the average person, the common person. <laughs> we'll get you on a committee. Yeah, it's, it's still too easy to get a broker's license for a lender. And it, I mean, they just really just need to take their 40 hour class, pass the test, and they've been a loan officer for three years. And typically it's like a $25,000 bond. Mm -hmm. If they limited it to like a half million dollar bond or a half million in assets that would eliminate all of the onesie twosie brokers out there. And it would really, it would really help the industry because anyone and their brother, they're in the business for a couple of years and they just decide to go ahead and get their license, their broker's license. And it's kind of a joke. I mean, well, I it's like this, Lee, if we did that, if we got abolished the IRS, if we thinned out all these different industries and get the bad out of it, then what the hell do they all do? Right? Can't afford to put them on the system. So what do they do? So I think, I think there's a big conspiracy to keep all these bad eggs just here floating around. And hopefully, you know, people like Kari call bullshit. And, you know, this one gets ethics claim put on them and this one that. And we police ourselves. And I think that's, I think that's important. Isn't it the government and insurance and uh, healthcare are the biggest employers in the country. Yeah, probably. I thought, I thought I saw that statistic not yeah. too long ago. Yeah. All bureaucracy. Anyways, y'all we're, we're running a miss here. I love this story. I love that we can hold people accountable. I just recently had something happened and listen, I'm a big believer in me not caring what you think. Okay. I don't, I'm mature enough. I'm successful enough. Crap, I don't even need to work anymore, okay? So people's opinions don't really bother me. If I'm going to lose followers, I don't care because I'm not in – the followers – I do it for me. I don't do it for you per se, right? So if I'm putting a message out there, it's something that I want to put out there. If you like it and you want to follow it, then follow it. If you don't, don't. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect me. So I posted something because – you know, they say, don't post political, don't post religious, and don't post about money. I'll post about all of them. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. You, we all have that right. I posted, somebody had posted in a, a yard sale group, you know, a, a post, and I commented on it. 
And I said, well, I said, that's because it, it's all BS. This whole impeachment thing is BS. And that's my honest opinion. If you don't like it, I don't care. Um, and then some lady started going at me with it. And I was just like, all right, let's play into this. Uh, she was a troll. So I played into it. And then they finally, I knew they were going to delete the thread. So they finally deleted it. I don't advertise my real estate website. EXP gives us KV Core. I don't advertise it anywhere. So if you happen to fall upon it, you fall upon it because I'm, I'm not marketing for production anymore. Um, I get an inquiry that night for somebody that wants to sell their house the next town over. So I call the guy the next day. He says, oh, well, I got several houses to sell. And, um, you know, after I did an investigation of your social profile, uh, I'm not going to be using you. I said, oh, okay, I'm just trying to save the country. Have a good day, bub. And I hung up the phone. Next thing you know, I get a text message this long saying how I'm a trader and how this and that. And the other thing, I'm like, God, let's just play along, right? So I went back. Next thing you know, this guy went full on unhinged. And I'm like, what is wrong with people, right? What is wrong with people? And it's the same thing like this guy, and it's the same thing. We have to, if we don't call bullshit, then they're going to stay doing their same thing, right? This guy's an attorney, claims to be an attorney. I said, so then you know that you need a charge to bring somebody. You don't go into an investigation and try to find a charge. You have to have a charge that you're going to bring somebody to court with. Uh, yeah a violation and charge them say this is what we're going after attempted murder right yeah anyways he didn't like me that's okay i don't like him anyway i pray for him anyways we're going to miss we're gonna have more bedtime stories what do you call it? bedtime stories bedtime stories bedtime stories with kari kari give us a shout out to where well give yourself a shout out to how folks can find you well, that's pretty easy, actually. Um, I'm kind of an attention whore. Um, you can actually find me at, on LinkedIn because I do keep it classy. It's just Kari, K-A-R-I, Wilbanks, W-I-L, B as in boy, A-N-K-S. Or you can also find me on, um, what's, what's that one that I like to use? Instagram, hmm. SWFL Broker Princess. There you go. And speaking of broker princess and stuff, show us your boss cup, your throne, your, what do they call them? Urns or something? That's, that's awesome. Yeah, my friends love me. And it actually says broker princess, Kari. <laughs> so reach out to the broker princess, Kari, if you need something going on down there in the Port Charlotte, Sarasota area. Um, she, she, I've met her a bunch of times. She is a hoot uh, and she knows her stuff. So. We look forward to having another bedtime story with Kari. This one was fantastic. That was a great story. It was. And on behalf of my cohort, Lee and Kari, thank you for joining me. Peace out. Peace out.